Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Monday morning. Trust everybody is about to grab my Bible. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a good day so far. I know it's Monday and as a general rule, Mondays are not fun and it's just a, uh, another day in paradise and just living the dream so but uh hey it is what it is and uh like i've said before if you want to wake up and just have a bad attitude about the day and not be in a good mood you're going to have a bad day if you wake up and say you know what it's monday i'm going to have to deal with it one way or the other i can make it enjoyable or i can make it miserable so why not just make it the best you can and do what you got to do you know sometimes we have to do things that it's not enjoyable, but uh, it's part of our, our jobs or whatever it is that we have to do. And we just got to just have a spit on a smile and go about it the best way that we can. And uh, I know I've said this many times before. I know the world running, uh, spinning out of control, that uh, our emotions are at an all-time high right now. People are very very agitated and angry. It doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative. Uh, the um, emotions are way up here right now. And I think a lot of people are really fed up. So just be careful. Watch your road rage and uh, watch uh, the other idiots out there driving. And so uh, and just be careful. I tell you, it's just, uh, you turn on the news and, and you, you watch this stuff and you're just like, you know, did I wake up in an alternate world? I mean, what is it? The world is going on. You got these lunatics up here in, in Seattle with their chop or Chaz or whatever. Every time I hear that word, that name Chaz, I think of that, uh, uh, lesbian daughter of, um, uh, Cher. <laughs> so but anyway, uh, here this person was shot and they were throwing bottles out here. They don't want police in their in their little summer of love. <laughs> and so they're throwing bottles and screaming and cussing at the cops, trying to get into a person, trying to help. So here, they're even though they know they're not wanted, even though they realize the danger, the police still go in there trying to help this this idiot that got shot in there. And they should have seen the way they were. If you hadn't already seen it, you know, they acted like crazy people in there. And then. Um, Someone gets stabbed, and the police, because of the way they were treated, refused to come back in. And someone was laying, sitting, laying on the hood of a car, bleeding to death. Finally, somebody put them in a, a van and got them to uh, uh, the hospital. So, you know, uh, that's like uh, Don Bongino was saying this morning. Hey, your little experiment of Summer of Love is over. Uh, you know, it's not going to work. And we need, it's, it's clear that you need police presence. But of course, these liberals are, are brain dead from the neck up and uh, don't, uh, don't have a clue. Their, their hypocrisy is, is, is mind boggling to say the least. And then, uh, of course, you know, then you have uh, our attacks, continual attacks on President Trump. And that's what all this boils down to, anyways, to they want people to keep from voting for our president. And, uh, of course, they condemn him for having a rally, but yet it's okay to have protests. Uh, but the, apparently the virus only affects uh, the Trump rallies. It doesn't uh, bother the protests or whatever. And, uh, and it's just it's just one crazy thing after another. So I'm, I'm fed up with it. I know a lot of you are fed up with what's going on, all these riots and garbage. And uh, we've got to pray for our nation. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm no prophet. I can't... Uh, uh, tell you exactly what's you know this may end after the election never seen nothing else about it it may continue on i don't know you know this cancel culture of everything anything that offends a, a little baby a snowflake out there it has to be removed and uh 
I don't know. I just, uh, I'm afraid things are going to get worse before they get better. And uh, so all we can do is just pray about it, do what the Lord leads us to do, stay true and stay strong, and and it's going to just, it's going to be what it's going to be. We know that God's in control. We know that He's sovereign, and just leave it over to Him. So, oh well. Well, that was my commentary for the morning. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do our pledge of allegiance this morning. So if you will stand and place your hand over your heart, let us do this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I like to say, I know you can't see me, but I do stand and I do take my hat off and I do place my hand over my heart when we do those, uh, do that pledge. Finally got my, my, my Father's Day present was my flagpole and flags. I have the American flag, Christian flag flying freely in the wind and uh, love it. Uh, I think it looks great out there. So I can't thank my wife and kids enough for allowing me to have that. Uh, I was going to put up the uh, Confederate flag because um, I do appreciate its history <clears throat> and what it uh, stood for originally, uh, not for slavery. Uh, nobody's in, in uh, agrees with that at all, but uh, the revisionists have made the Civil War completely about slavery. And nothing can be further from the truth. Uh, slavery did enter into it, but that's not what it initially started over. But even Lincoln wasn't even an abolitionist. But anyway, don't get me started on that. But uh, we, my dad and I, we were concerned if I was to fly that, that uh, you know, I do have a family, and I have to be very careful. There's a lot of lunatics out there, and I there might be somebody stupid enough to shoot into the house, or might try to hurt my daughter or something. So, I thought it best to uh, to not fly that. So, oh well. But uh, so I just want to explain. And what you think I was showing cowardice and not putting it up? It was just me. I would without hesitation. But I've got a family to to consider, so I have to. What little sense I have, I have to try to use it. So <laughs> anyway, we're going to look at our Bibles this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 6. Uh, the translation you'll be reading on your screens will be a little bit different. Uh, I'll be reading from the uh, King James Version, and I'm thinking that this is a New Living Translation that you're uh, reading here. So. Hold on here, I have some technical difficulties. Give me a second. All right. Well, hold on here. Having trying to get this up on the website. Give me just a second here. Having some having some difficulties. Bear with me. All right, hit the wrong button. There we go. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And bless the reading of this and the hearing of your hearts, as my old pappy always says. Good morning, Mr. Lee Miller, and uh, thanks for watching. So, you know, we're looking at uh, these, these, this passage this morning, and, um, you know, we all have uh, 
uh, it's a, depending on where you're at spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, everybody has a worldview. Either you believe in the whole word of God, it's an errant, infallible, efficient, sufficient uh, text that we read, uh, or you are living in the world and trying to live by its standards. You know, when we look at uh, uh, the creation of our world, why we're here, why we exist, you either have a, uh, you have some who are uh, considered a, a naturalist or a naturalism that they believe in, or you have the Christian worldview, and we understand that God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible explains these things that cannot be seen or cannot be understood. Uh, you have those who look at that naturalist view, and they they look to um, uh, they to try to tear away any of the supernatural uh, that things just happened by chance, uh, and they may even admit it could possibly be a miracle and how we come about. They look to nature for answers, the uh, ecology uh, to help us with the polarized caps or or global warming, whatever it may be. Uh, they try to use science and naturalism to explain away uh, anything uh, that happens, whether it's natural occurrences in the earth or how our universe was formed, they, uh, they try to, to explain away those things. And I have actually debated individuals who do not believe in the supernatural at all, and that uh, you'd be surprised at those who claim to be Christians who try to do away with the supernatural. You look at uh, Thomas Jefferson. He was a deist, and he literally took a penknife and cut out the section of the Bible he did not agree with, with the supernatural. And, uh, you know, so we have those uh, uh, polarizing worldviews uh, from amongst different people, but you know you can't help but look around, and you know even the heavens declare the glory of God, and we have to understand uh, that there is a Creator. That we have to understand that God does exist. You know, Francis Schaeffer had a good um, analogy, uh, or uh, what do you call it? Um, anyway, he had a good way of looking at this uh, illustration. There, that's what I was thinking of, of uh, of, of how to look at uh, the Christian worldview versus those with a, a naturalism type of view. And um, he's talking about, he says, imagine, if you will, two cups of water. Uh, one, say cup A, has two ounces of water. Cup B has zero water. You put those cups on a table, you leave, and you come back, and the cup A is completely empty, and cup B has four ounces of water. Now, it can be clear to assume that someone poured the water from cup A into cup B. But even though the full two ounces of cup A is in cup B, where did the other two ounces come from? Remember, there's only two ounces in cup A, but now we have four ounces in cup B. So therefore, that has to designate some kind of, you know, we can look at a, 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 in regards to our worldview, uh, the theistic uh, worldview of uh, knowing that God uh, fills in the gaps of those explanations uh, of how these things come about that explains those extra two ounces that would have been in that cup, in that proverbial cup there, uh, that the God's word explains the heavens and the earth, how that we were created, uh, how that, uh, that God created man, uh, how that a woman was created. You know, we, we see these things, uh, you know, and we understand uh, when we read God's word uh, that uh, it is truth. It's not relative. You know, there's a lot of those out there, particularly in, in naturalism, who, uh, who believe in relativism, uh, you know, that truth is relative depending on your worldview or your point of view. Uh, but when God's word comes into play, it is not relative. It is not, it is true truth and it is static, and it does not change. And so it's not, uh, you know, so it's not uh, relative to your thinking. It is what it, I mean, it truly means what it says. And, you know, and then you look at um, 
you know, look at even Jesus Christ. You know, uh, if he, you know, what makes you wonder if he walked this earth today, if he rose from the grave today, what would be how they would explain that away with science or how would they explain away? Now, science can be used to prove the existence of God. We can see the uh, uh, proofs of a creator, I guess I should say, but beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that God exists, I think that goes back to our reading here in Hebrews, that it does take a certain amount of faith, that God could uh, really prove himself uh, easily. But uh, well, he did as he walked as Jesus Christ was fully God, fully man, and people still denied him as the Messiah. So, I mean, he, he did. But, um, uh, but I think that God uh, allows uh, areas uh, of, of explanation because he wants us to come to him with a certain amount of faith. You look at Jesus Christ, and even as he rose from the dead, that even his own disciples uh, still uh, wasn't real sure. They, they thought that maybe he was going to overthrow Rome. And that, uh, but that would have been a superficial uh, ruling if that's all he come to do is overthrow Rome. Uh, they still had a hard time believing that he actually rose from the dead, and that's why they had to come running. They had to see. They had, they had to look at their own eyes. And when they fundamentally saw, here they saw they knew that Jesus Christ was dead. They knew he was placed in that tomb. But when they saw that stone move, they saw that he was alive. That changed their worldview forever. How they look, see, and perceive the whole world around them. And in actuality, that's how it is for Christians. When we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, our worldview, how we looked and how we perceived and how we thought and how we saw, is fundamentally changed forever because we our eyes have been opened the truth has been revealed to us and now we understand uh, how things work and how that God created the heavens and the earth and created mankind you know again going back to the uh, to the cosmological the teleological the ontological uh, you, you look at the moral law you look at these things proving and pointing to a creator, pointing towards God, understanding these fundamentals. So we can see even through the law of thermodynamics that things wind down, they don't wind up. We have science who can help point us to the direction of a creator that we can understand that God is real and true. But we still have to come to him with a certain amount of faith. And faith, again, is not something we conjure up on our own. It is a gift of God. It is only through God that allows our, the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, illuminate us. It is God that allows us to have that faith. It is God that helps us to understand uh, his supernatural presence in our lives and in our world. And so there's a lot of people out there with uh, with preconceived notions uh, as regards to Christianity and preconceived notions in regards to how our earth was created, and they try to prove away the existence of God. Just yesterday, I had an individual on my uh, ministry page, uh, well, formerly my ministry page. I don't really do a lot of ministry on there so much as I put uh, memes and news out there. I kind of reserve more ministry for uh, just general as far as my actual uh, Facebook and uh, my Fighting for Traditional American Values page in the church. So I just kind of share it broadly uh, with everything. But I had an individual on there uh, bashing our president, uh, bashing uh, Christians, uh, trying to get, uh, she was just a troll, you know, trying to put on there that uh, uh, that she was more, she was an atheist and this is all there is and refer to God as a she, which right there shows her ignorance. Even if you don't want to believe in God, if you had any amount of grammar that you can see that it is masculine uh, in how it's referenced to God. So even that shows her her ignorance uh, in the fact that uh, even just basic grammar would have uh, uh, disproved her uh, trying to refer to God as a she. But that was just a, a ploy to, to invoke an emotion uh, to get her to create anger uh, in response to uh, retaliate. And that's what she wanted. 
And uh, of course, I didn't give in to it. I just, uh, you know, it's a click away of banning someone and deleting their comments is that quick. You know, you, you don't have to respond to stupid. But see, there's a lot of people out there like that that they just, you know, deep down they know that there's a God. Deep down they know that Jesus is real, and deep down they know uh, the truth. But they willfully live in ignorance and denial because they cannot, uh, exp you know, they they can't accept uh, in their within their conscience. Um, the uh, the morality they want to live, or the immorality, I should say, uh, the lack of morals uh, that they would like to live, justify lifestyles uh, and uh, uh, unethical ways of thinking. If there's a God that exists, then you cannot live, and that, that conviction would be too overwhelming. So the only way you can live a life outside of God is to deny him. And that's exactly what these individuals are doing. They want to deny God because that way they can live a life that they want to without guilt. But it still eats away at them. And to think that this is all there is, why wake up in the morning? Why go to work? Why do anything? If this is all there is with all the evil and corruption that goes on. See, again, God's word fills in that gap. We understand why there's evil and corruption, because of the fall of man, because of the Garden of Eden, because of the partaking of the fruit of the good and evil, because of sin in this world. That's why we have death and suffering. But Jesus Christ come to give us life and give us life eternal. Jesus Christ come to save us from a very real hell. See, we see with God's word and how Jesus Christ was prophesied his existence and how he would be beaten and now to a cross 700 years before he even uh, did that. So we see how prophecy is fulfilled. And we see time and time again how prophecy is fulfilled in God's word. And I've told you before that the chances of, of a, even one prophecy being fulfilled is astronomically uh, almost to the impossible to even come true. And we have here we have uh, this uh, come to pass over and over again. Jesus Christ fills in those gaps, and he's the one that helps overcome sin. He's the one that has overcome sin and death, and he's the only one that can help us to endure, to persevere through this evil, horrible, disgusting, decaying world. Jesus Christ gives us hope. Jesus Christ gives us life, and that's why everything in nature, everything that we see in God's word, everything points to God. Everything points to Jesus Christ, and that's where we have to put our hope. All this is chaos that's going on right now is a result of evil, is a result of sin. And so what we have to do is stay focused on Jesus Christ, ask and seek him out, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, to live our lives for Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to do. Seek him out daily. Ask God, how can I engage with those around me so that I can be a, a better and more effective uh, member of the Christian body? And, and don't be so selfish to only come to church to be fed. Remember, we have a responsibility to go out and feed others as well. So we need to pray over this country. Pray for those whose eyes have been blinded by the God of this world. And let us be that light in the world of darkness, demonstrating Jesus Christ and speaking the truth in love. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you have blessed us with. Lord, help us to always be a witness for you. Help, uh, help us to always be a good defender of the word. And Lord, let us not just uh, uh, be uh, give lip service, but Lord, let us put what we hear and learn and understand of your word into action. Let us live it. Let us demonstrate it. And Lord, uh, Lord, let it be evident that you are Lord God and King of our lives. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide us, watch over, protect us this day. Be with our nation, bring peace upon our land, touch hearts and minds of this wicked nation, and that you will uh, have that they will come to know you before it's too late. And Lord, I pray that you with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood, and Troy, and his cousin, and Ron and Thelma Thompson. I pray that you be with Linda and David Feathers, Roger Winters. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, Darlene Barker and uh, her family and stepfather. I pray that you'll be with Verda Campbell, Richard Campbell, and their families. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, all the prayer requests, concerns I, I, re I receive daily. Lord, be with the Trivet family as they're still trying to deal with the loss of, uh, of, of their family member. And Lord, I pray that uh, you let our police officers know that they are truly loved, needed, and appreciated, and we are grateful for them. And Lord, be with our president. Give him the proper wisdom and discernment, the leading of our country, and protection about him and his family. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and watch over protect us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, it's always great to kick off the new week with a great new devotion. And uh, pray that you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Remember, you can always find me uh, here on Facebook at Dr. Young77. If your friends or family do not do Facebook, they can always find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young, and uh, you can watch all the devotions there. And as always, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe to my podcast, The Dr. Young Chronicles on Apple iTunes, audio only, but you can listen to all the sermons, all over the morning devotions, uh, podcasts that we put out uh, each week. So hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <music>